The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd, and Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Just download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. And make sure that you subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you in part by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP. Get you $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance to win a million dollars in their best ball contest. That's right, a million bucks. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Indeed, ring the bell. We are ready to go with another edition of our sweet science little endeavor. It is the Big Fight Weekend podcast. It is now the first weekend in May, believe it or not. We're going to flip the calendar once again, depending on when you're hearing us. We have a pay-per-view. Oh, my Lord. I can't believe they have followed through, but they have with Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola headlining for the PBC on Fox pay-per-view Saturday night in Southern California. we got a special guest who's going to be right there ringside with us in a few moments. Stand by for that. Uh, a reminder, however you found this here, Boxing Podcast, whether it's through a social media link, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their network of shows, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast feed, et cetera, subscribe. Subscribe away to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe. It comes automatically to you. We're usually in the preview mode, usually on a Friday midday release for all the boxing action that weekend. And again, if it warrants, we come back after that in the aftermath with recaps, but mainly preview mode here on Big Fight Weekend. And if you subscribe, you get the ding, you get the notification, it comes automatically to you. So we urge that you do that. Without further delay, he is the senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. Marquise Johns back aboard with me, uh, still trying to recover uh, from uh, all the left uppercuts that Emmanuel Navarrete landed uh, you were there in person last week in Kissimmee, and he eventually got the stoppage. My Lord, what a battle with Christopher Diaz. You were there, so welcome. We're going to get into that and much more, but welcome, Marquise. Good to have you. Thank you, TJ. Yeah, absolutely great weekend of boxing over in the beautiful Kissimmee last Saturday, guys. And I must tell you, TJ, it, granted the press they gave us wasn't the best seat in the house, but still a fun fight card up and down, and Navarrete looked really, really good against a very, 
very beatable Christopher Diaz. All right. So uh, love this man's insight, but particularly because he was there on scene. Let's swing all the way cross country from the Sunshine State where we are in Florida, all the way out to California and say hello. We must have done something right because Manuk Akopian returned our call and our text message and the bat signal, as we like to say, to come on the podcast again. And I got to publicly say thank you to Manuk because I moved this conversation like three times and I wish it was for something more valuable than a homeowners association meeting, but I'm pulling the curtain back that I have wasted a good chunk of my day and evening and Manuk played along with us. Thank you for that. Manuk would like everybody to know that he battled L.A. traffic, had a meal, has gone on a jog, and the Homeowners Association ended about seven minutes ago with their meeting. But, Manuk, thank you. Thank you for seeing your way to still join us on the Big Fight Weekend podcast, brother. Thanks for having me. That's a day-night doubleheader I never would have won. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Hopefully your grass is trimmed and uh, yes. your, your your fences are painted to your liking with that yes. kind of meeting. Thank you, because you did you did say before I pushed the record button uh, that you hoped you solved the homeowners association problems for all of America tonight. We took long enough where we could have tried to do that, but it didn't happen for all of America. Hopefully it'll happen for our area. Enough about that. Let's get to the fights. Uh, Marquise, you just alluded to it. The, uh, the top-ranked show last week on ESPN was in our neck of the woods about – an hour away from where you and I live in central Florida. Again, Navarrete won the featherweight world championship fight by 12th round stoppage on the undercard. The co-feature Edgar Berlanga did not get the first round knockout, did not get a knockout at all. As it turns out, um, uh, Damon Nicholson was every bit the veteran and game in this fight to, to last the distance. Again, give me a follow-up thought or two. You were there, you witnessed all of it, and then I'm going to bring Manuk in for his thoughts watching it as well. But, but Marquise, you first. You were on scene. Absolutely, TJ. You guys can clarify this foul was wrong, but apparently on the broadcast, I think uh, Tim Bradley made this big hullabaloo about, hey, he's going to get this first-round knockout, and guys, nothing happened in that first round whatsoever between Damon Nicholson and or Edgar Berlinga to make sure this fight went into the second round. So it was a fun fight and all, all, all together. Great atmosphere, TJ. I, I don't know how the uh, acoustics were on television, guys, but uh, it was loud in there. I don't know if it's because they did that at the Rodeo Arena and the acoustics are kind of like, echoey a little bit, but they were little Puerto Rico was up in action uh, last Saturday, TJ. <laughs> and you were you were asking me, you were sending me some messages. You're like, do you think they're pumping in crowd noise? And I said, no, I think this is the actual crowd. Um, and again, so much has been sterile with the coverage uh, of the fights. How did you find it with four or 5,000 fans socially distanced and spread out there? How did you find the atmosphere? Because you were in it and, um, and among it, uh, they're live. Oh, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere, TJ, because the, the crowd was all about these fights up and down. If you were from Puerto Rico and if you were on this card, you were getting cheered. If you weren't from Puerto Rico, <laughs> you were getting booed out the building. And that's pretty much what happened up and down the card from uh, Demond walking into booze to Navarrete walking into booze to being from Mexico. Oh, it's hilarious stuff, TJ. But I, I, the reason why I thought it was they were doing weird audio tricks is because because I, 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 it was only about 3,000 people there, give or take. But in the place, it's about 15,000. So it looked empty on the on, on from where I was sitting, and but on the TV, all I heard was all this loud noise, and it's like, okay, I mean they're yep. loud, but they're they're not they're not they're not loud. that loud, right? Well, they made some noise. Manuka Kopian, you were watching this fight card last week. What are your impressions of both uh, the Berlanga fight that went the route, and then Navarrete got his KO? Uh, Marquise and I love Navarrete, by the way, for his activity, how frequently he's out there, uh, and the knockouts. But what were your thoughts overall on the top rank show, Manuka? As we bring you in. 
Well, let's start off with the co-feature. It's obviously great when you can see a prospect like Berlanga get some rounds under his belt because the, at first we were starting to question the matchmaking. Like, who are they putting in front of him? Because no boxer should be destroying guys in one round or less. So it was great to see him put on a definitive performance, knock, you know, score a, a few knockdowns. And, you know, if that fight lasted another minute, it definitely would have taken – uh, uh, just the amount of time Berlinga needed to put that one away. And, you know, the, the future is looking bright for him. We saw the, the we saw the ratings numbers, so he did really well on TV. Now he's calling on a top rank to put him in the main event slot. So you like that confidence. He has the hip-hop community behind him with Fat Joe and Lil Wayne, you know. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's great that, you know, he can uh, connect uh, culturally as well. And, uh, you know, any boxer that moves the needle is great for the sport. And if Berlinga can do that at such a young age and stage of his career, the future's only looking up for him. Now, uh, Navarrete on the other side, you know, it's uh, this guy's a, a nitty-gritty champion, you know. He goes in there, he's competitive, he's active, he throws punches in bunches, but I really want to see him step up his class in opposition, you know. He's had about six title defenses now against C-level fighters. I really want to see him step it up. There's a lot of great champions at 126, and there is no reason um, why he shouldn't be up there with the best of them because he's a great fighter. And uh, he reminds me a lot of uh, Eric Morales and Juan Manuel Marquez and all the other guys who came up in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he, he could have that pedigree if he's matched well with uh, the right dance partner. I always like to ask this question, Manuk. If you could wave the magic wand, who do you want him fighting next? It won't, maybe it won't likely happen, but if you could make it happen later this year, who do you want Navarrete in there with? You know, I want him, I want him, him in there with the rest of the champions in the division. There's no reason why he shouldn't be unifying at this point because, again, he, he picked up the empty belt that Oscar Valdez uh, vacated last year. So let's see him go up. Everyone in, everyone in top rank is, you know, doing the whole hopscotch. They're moving up and down divisions and avoiding fights against each other. I really want him to see in there with someone in the top four, you know, anyone, throw them all in there. Well, and Josh Warrington gave up the IBF version, so it's vacant. Gary Russell fights one time every Haley's Comet, so I don't know that Russell's going to fight him. Marquis, same question. Who you want Navarrete in there with? Honestly, TJ, I've, I've posted this on Twitter during the week. I think Cam Zhu, uh, the guy who has a, the one, well, one of the 100 versions of the WBA version at one point, just to be ideal. <laughs> but I just don't see how they, what would Navarrete just do this activity? Because he is one of the most active guys on the planet. That's the one thing with boxing I do like about him is that he yep. is active. He stays knocking people out. Unfortunately, if that, if that comes a financial problem, and that's what we keep seeing these fights that we're getting. They mentioned, like, I think during the week, guys, uh, the greatness of Joette Gonzalez being trotted out again for the two-faced Navarrete next. But if I, if I had my way, TJ, honestly, I would like to see Gary Russell Jr. If I want, I want the, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm still stuck in that cliche of the best fighting the best. Grant that best may only fight once a decade, but yeah. I still want to see it happen. Russell comes around like like presidential elections once every four years, but maybe we Pretty will much. see him with uh, with Navarrete. And again, I love the left uppercut, even the lead left uppercut from all the awkward 
angles. And uh, he was a lighter weight fighter 20 years ago, but Prince Nassim Hamed comes to mind. Navarrete's more lanky, longer arms, but it's the same kind of crazy. Manuk, you feeling me a little bit? It's the crazy angles leaping in. Gets He gets caught with shots. Hamed got caught with shots, and Navarrete gets caught with shots with his hands down coming in. It reminds me of Nassim Hamed. Watch, make no mistake about it. He gets hit. You know, he's in, he's, he has no business uh, with his defense. That's for sure. His offense is his best defense. The problem in, the problem for him right now is 126 is actually one of the most uh, unsatisfying divisions in the entire sport. There aren't really too many sexy matchups you can make. And I think Navarrete and his, you know, perhaps it's a little too early to consider his legacy, but I don't think he's going to make any legacy defining fights at 126. I don't know how much longer he really wants to stay in the division. I know he had problems making 122. Perhaps 130 might be the best division for him because that's where you have all the killers and Herring and Valdez and the rest of the guys. You know, you can fight Leo Santa Cruz. That'll be an amazing all-Mexican fight right there. You You know, he has no business at 126. Let's move him up. He's been there for a year already. Enough is enough. (laughs) <laughs> Love that. Manuka Kopian with us again. Spell that name M A N O U K. Spell a Kopian in the Twitter handle A K O P Y A N. Manuka Kopian from the LA Times and BoxingScene.com. Love his West Coast insight with us. He's with us for a few more moments here as we open up. It's like our opening first round, our opening salvo here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Week Sauce Radio is where you find Marquise Johns, the senior writer. Um, all right, so let's bring up news of the week, and and primarily Ryan Garcia is uh, is dominating that news of the week for his announcement after our podcast last week. We put it to bed. Garcia announced on Saturday, uh, I'm not fighting Javier Fortuna. I've decided to step away. Uh, says he wants to get his mental health checked. Uh, Marquise, you first, then Manuk. What, what do you make of this, that Garcia, who has been – a, a, a drama queen, if you will, at times with some of this stuff, decides now he's not going to fight Javier Fortuna coming up. Marquise, go ahead, your reaction. I don't blame him, TJ. I wouldn't want to fight Javier Fortuna either. But the reason was that he was scheduled to fight this man, and now he's out of it. But all seriousness aside, guys, I really think there may be something legitimately with Garcia. I don't know if it is just to get out of this fight or not. I, I, my thinking is with Ryan Garcia is that I – Truth be told, guys, he went from, you know, yelling out for, for Tank Davis to possibly being in the Pacquiao sweepstakes to now being part of the whatever version of this WBC intern belt nonsense is with Javier Fortuna. Going to be honest with you guys, I'd, I'd probably play sick, too, if I was being honest. So I can I can see his reasoning in that part of it. My only hope is, is that if he gets back on the men and actually he is right mentally, we actually gets in the ring again. That's, that's the bigger question at this point now. We joke around a lot on this podcast. I'm not going to make fun of what mental illness is or those kind of things, but are we not uh, fair, Manuk is the word I'll use, to legitimately criticize that Ryan Garcia has backed out of Golden Boy to Zone shows before. Uh, Colleague Steve Kim, former ESPN Boxing Insider, raised on his own podcast with Mario Lopez earlier this week that Garcia – does not like to fight in outdoor venues, and he has been complaining privately that this upcoming July show was going to be at the Bank of California Stadium right next to the USC campus. It's a soccer stadium, a big outdoor venue, that he had been privately complaining about that. Are we not fair to still wonder and question if there are other motives here, Manuk? What say you? Let's definitely not 
um, you know, uh, underestimate or overestimate the importance of mental health. You know, that's important. Uh, Ryan Garcia, he's made it clear in the past and he's been painfully honest that, you know, he go, he battles with these episodes of anxiety and depression. It was actually a, a, a point of our conversation during my one-on-one -on -one interview with him before the Luke Campbell fight, it was over the holidays. And he was saying, you know, how he deals with that kind of stuff. And he documents it on social media. So, you know, by, by the fact that he's been painfully honest about this for months and months on end, and it kind of has reached its uh, boiling point, uh, it, it's unfortunate timing because over the last four months, Ryan Garcia has called out everyone from Gervonta Davis uh, pretty much to Mike Tyson. He wants to fight them all. And <laughs> he's not doing himself any favors by backing out of a fight 11 days after it's announced. Now, again, he's pointing to his mental health. And, you know, you, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt because if someone is pointing to that, I mean, for him to be that... Uh, uh, for him to be opening himself up to that level, um, you know, he could have said he has an injury and, and we never knew what that injury was right. or he's dealing with a personal matter, you know, but the fact that he's pointing specifically to that, uh, I can't question that. Uh, so, uh, but again, the, it, it is unfortunate because he has been calling everyone out and once he get, you know, he, he got, he got his seventh option per se, and he ends up pulling out, pulling out out of the fight. Now, whether or not it has to do with an outdoor venue and this and that, I think that kind of stuff perhaps is secondary. But, you know, the fact that he's pointing to mental health, I think that's the big thing. Because as Tyson Fury has made it clear over the last few years, that is very important for any fighter. And I actually had a one-on-one -on -one discussion with Canelo Alvarez today. And Alvarez told me that he actually hasn't had a chance to talk with Ryan Garcia yet and wants to give him his space. And, you know, when the right time is there, you know, he's going to be there to support him. So, you know, I'm sure Ryan has a lot of friends and family around him. I think he's just going through some of the struggles that any 22 year old man would go through growing up under the lights and, you know, having all this fame and adulation and women after and all the millions of followers and <laughs> that, that kind of thing, uh, you know, judging by his social media, he's out on a, oceanfront property right now so hopefully that gives him the the peace of mind that he's looking for let's yeah. hope so yeah it's a similar struggle that marquise has day in and day out with all of his popularity all the women and all the social media following but he somehow perseveres and hangs with us on the big fight weekend podcast as part of this up. yeah <laughs> few, a few more minutes here with manuk uh, akopian uh i want to cover a couple more things you mentioned canelo fighting next week you intrigued me just then are we going to read a little one-on-one -on -one from you la times boxing scene coming up you teased us there that fight is next week in texas with billy joe saunders give me a little more please yeah absolutely the next 10 days is going to be a busy one for me i'll be on canelo coverage and uh more importantly this weekend which is the the big fight ahead uh i got uh, andy ruiz and chris arioli at carson Got a home game in my backyard here in California. It'll be the first fight with fans in California since the pandemic started. And then I'll, I'll have an appetizer with a, a WBC dinner. Where they usually invite all the media uh, to, a, to a dinner. And it'll be great to see all the colleagues in one place on Friday night. All right, so that'll be a lot of fun uh, with that. Let's just pick up right on that. Uh, Marquise and I have made fun of this Ruiz-Ariola pay-per-view, and there's some other fights on the undercard. The fact that it's a pay-per-view, 
uh, is puzzling, I think, to most. I know there is interest in it in Southern California, where Ruiz is more popular than he probably is in the rest of the country. Areola is also a California guy. Manuk, is is this thing pay-per-view worthy in your mind? Are they going to bomb pay-per-view-wise, as in, you know, fewer than 200,000, maybe even fewer than 150,000 pay-per-view buys that the public at large really doesn't want to pay for this? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, you're going to look at two fighters here. It's a heavyweight fight, two Mexican uh, fighters out of Southern California. And, you know, it's a product. If you want it, you're going to pay for it. It's like, yeah, I love Mexican food. Will I drive an hour for my favorite Mexican food spot? Absolutely not. Would I, would I drive, would I go to the corner for five minutes? Yeah. So there is a price you pay for everything. And if people, <laughs> if people find out that $50 is worth it for, for this heavyweight fight featuring a faded Chris Ariola at 40 years old versus uh, a now uh, reinvigorated Andrew Ruiz looking to put himself back into the heavyweight picture, then, you know, they're going to, they're going to buy it. It's a Cinco de Mayo weekend, uh, a, a non-traditional one this year because it's bookended uh, with a May one and a May eight show. Cause it falls on a Wednesday, but you know, they have a target audience uh, and, and they're going to reach that target audience. And sometimes uh, what turns off the, the boxing heads is that, you know, it, it's not their full cup of tea. All right, we'll find out if it is. Marquise and I will talk about it a little bit more uh, in the final segment here. Manuk, before you get out of here, uh, plug away here on more of your coverage. I know you'll be ringside for Ruiz and Ariola. And again, Ruiz has lost some weight since last we saw him a year and a half ago in Saudi Arabia, embarrassingly, really, uh, in his title defense, out of shape and beaten easily uh, by Joshua by decision. So, he gets some benefit of the doubt. And obviously, if he were to win in, in impressive, if not spectacular fashion, he becomes much more relevant. You'll be covering all of this, and that's the intrigue, right, for Saturday night's main event in the Fox pay-per-view. I think the big intrigue is, is that, you know, I think the fact that California has also reopened, it's the thing. And now you're going to see these big fights come to Los Angeles area. May 15, you got another one, Brandon Frigo and Luis Neri. You got... Uh, Nonito Donaire versus Ubali in, on May 29. So I'm really looking forward to us getting that, to some semblance of normalcy. When you say plug away, I want to plug myself back into the ringside picture, really covering the fights at a, at a ground level and connecting with people one-on-one because, uh, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't cover this sport virtually via Zoom all day. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be important to really really see the key players of the sport in person, and I think get back to some semblance of normalcy in a safe manner, of course. Love the insight that we're getting from Manuka Kopian again. Read him in the LA Times, BoxingScene.com. He's covering Ruiz Ariola and the PBC Fox Pay Per View Premier Boxing Champions. That is Saturday night, Carson, California, Dignity Health. Sports Complex, I believe I have the correct name on that, and there will be fans there in Southern California. Manuk, thank you. We appreciate you hanging with us. Keep doing a great job. Thank you again for for waiting out my delays, uh, and and appreciate you responding to Marquise and hopping on the Big Fight Weekend uh, podcast with us, sir. Hopefully this this show lasts uh, a lot less and maybe they'll have more more fisticuffs i thought at one point we might have fisticuffs in the hoa hopefully they'll have more of that but less time taken i agree with you manuk thank you
We're brought to you by our friends at WinBet, bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. You'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free on a sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. And download the app today. Again, that's wynnbet.com. And we're also brought to you in part by Roman. Look, nobody's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes. It's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are also options. You can go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and find out more about ED. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional works with you, finds out the best treatment. If medication is appropriate, it'll ship out to you for free with two-day shipping. You get started by simply going to GetRoman.com slash SGP and get an online visit set up. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Get 50 dollars off your first month there's no straightforward way to take care of ed but if you go to getroman.com sgp you can get started now and save 15 dollars off your first month of treatment with roman we're also brought to you in part by better than dot vegas it's like youtube but for what dgens only care about and that is sports betting we're giving away free daily video picks on our better than vegas profile page and better than dot vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well they've got a bunch of free picks and handicappers to check out make sure you subscribe to our profile and don't miss a pick at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv And we're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check out their Fantasy Best Ball Tournaments, which are some of the best ones around. Even better, it's an NFL Draft Weekend special to sign up now, April the 29th through May the 4th, and you'll have a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. How perfect is the name for Three Dog Thursday than Underdog Fantasy? And when you go to underdogfantasy.com, you need to use our promo code SGPN, and you'll get $25 free that you can use to enter the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. SGP will be running a private best ball draft for listeners as well, and it's a limited time offer. It is over on May the 4th. Go to underdogfantasy.com, use our promo code SGPN, and get a chance to win a million dollars. Again, it's underdogfantasy.com, our promo code SGPN. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, T.J. Reeves. Indeed, we're back in one more time here on the only show you need to get ready for the boxing for the weekend worldwide. We're ready to not only talk a little more about the Fox Premier Boxing Champions pay-per-view with Ariola and Andy Ruiz. And Ruiz, and we do have to say this, the former undisputed heavyweight champion, for a cup of coffee in 2019, took the belts off of, or not the undisputed, but the unified, to be clear. Deontay Wilder had the WBC belt. But he took the belts off of Anthony Joshua with a stunning seventh-round TKO. That was our knockout of the year in 2019. Uh, a great job, our fight of the year at least. But then lost the rematch 
to uh, Joshua in Saudi Arabia, December 2019. And Marquise Johns, as we call you back in, we haven't seen any more of him post-pandemic now until this fight coming up. So we're going to talk some about that. Got the Matchroom Boxing Show that features heavyweights in the main event. It's got Kaylee, Katie Taylor in the Undisputed Ladies Lightweight title fight in the co-feature. A lot to get to. Uh, first of all, back to the point there that Manuk uh, Akopian was making before our pause. He's going to be ringside. You've been ringside. We can't emphasize this enough. We've got the Canelo fight coming at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. It's going to have 60,000 or more there uh, coming next weekend. Boxing returning to some normalcy, and that is a good thing, Marquise. Absolutely, TJ, especially on the national scale where you have these nationwide, uh, these, these national cards where people are fighting and there's crowd noise behind it. That's not, you know, modified, enhanced, you know, there's not like the WWE where there's big TV monitors like Best Buy in the background of people looking like they're cheering and fake noises and sound effects. Actual people cheering and booing at people in the ring. It's great, TJ. It's, it's, like, it's like we're slowly getting there, and I love every single second of it. All right, so why don't we work chronologically because the fights in London are actually in Manchester, forgive me, in Manchester, England. I may have said London earlier. It is uh, heavyweight contender Joseph Parker, veteran, longtime journeyman Derek Chisora, who's clearly at the end of his career, War Chisora. They're in the heavyweight main event. Uh, Matchroom show again. Katie Taylor is on the undercard uh, against Natasha Jonas. That's a rematch of those two as amateurs fighting in the Olympics. They're fighting now nine years later as pros. Katie Taylor is the undisputed champion. Uh, also on the undercard, Dmitry Bavol, the unbeaten Russian WBA heavyweight champion. We got three fights there. So we're interested in the matchroom show during the day, U.S. time and the early evening U.S. time uh, for this. Give me a couple of quick thoughts here. Yeah, TJ, uh, I'll start from the bottom up, actually. But also on that undercard as well, TJ, is the return of uh, Ricky Haddon's kid, Campbell Haddon, as well. He's making his second pro fight. Uh, he had a very debatable debut that was uh, for last go-around on the uh, Pavetkin-Dillian White, uh, White undercard, uh, the rematch uh, that happened earlier at, in, at Rucker Gibraltar. But to the free fights you just mentioned, let me start from the, the – uh, the uh, Bevo fight's interesting because we'll see how fast he can get rid of Craig Richards. Craig Richards is a guy is a, is a uh, pretty much TJ, a, a club UK kind of guy. So that that's that for a for a WBA defense for Bevo, this is not the, one of the better matchups on that card. Uh, same thing, honestly, TJ with Katie Taylor and Natasha Jonas. That was a great fight when they had the amateurs back in 2012. They marinated on this for nine years, and, and mm. Natasha Jonas is on her way out. So I'm not expecting anything crazy there. I am expecting something crazy happening in the main event, TJ. I think. Uh, War Chisora, you mentioned he is on the way out, and he is, and he did not look that great on his way out in that loss to to, uh, to Usyk, which was a surprisingly close decision for one reason or another. But Joseph Parker stinks, TJ. I think Chisora's <laughs> going to win this fight outright. Interesting. Well, and Joseph Parker has been more active more recently beating, uh, it was a Joseph Fa in New Zealand, and he fought him only like six weeks ago. And now he's in England fighting War Chisora, who you mentioned lost to the former cruiserweight undisputed champion Alexander Usyk last fall. Chisora has also been knocked out by Dillian White. He's got like eight or nine losses on his record. Yeah. Uh, interesting for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast. They love it when we look at the odds um, on these different fights. And in, in the case of Chisora, he is, he's actually the underdog Parker minus 180, Chisora plus 150. So you're liking Chisora as the underdog here for short-term investment purposes, right? 
I am TJ. And if I had to sit through another Joseph Parker fight, it, 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 bad things are going to happen to a lot more people <laughs> around me. And I need Trezor to win this fight one way or another. Parker also lost to Anthony Joshua back uh, back in the day, back three or four years ago. Uh, on the Bivol, Bivol minus 5,000 to get the win. Again, he's unbeaten. Uh, might he fight his fellow countryman, Archer Betterbiev, in a unification battle at 175 if he wins this? The under over for Bivol Richards is seven and a half. I don't sense that you believe this one is going to see the sixth round, the seventh round, the eighth round. You think it's over quickly for Bivol on the undercard? I think this fight for Bivol TJ is over in about five. If it goes past five, we're going to ask a lot of questions on Bivol and ask him why he didn't get this guy out of there sooner. Maybe some ring rust for him. All right, to the, uh, again, the uh, PBC on Fox card. What intrigues you on the undercard before Ruiz and Areola? What stands out? Uh, off this undercard. Well, first things first, TJ. On the free portion on Fox, uh, the main event for that fight is uh, Arislandi Laura versus uh, Thomas Cornflake Lomana. I like Lomana in an upset on that fight, Ooh. TJ. And, and, and this is mainly because, TJ, uh, Laura in his past few fights has not looked good and has looked very old, very fast. It took him, he went the distance, TJ, with Greg Vendetti. And no disrespect to Greg Vendetti, but it was Greg Vendetti. So <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Thomas Lamana, granted, they're, they're coming up in wait for this fight. It's for a WBA regular title. I mean, whatever. Right. But nonetheless, I do like Cornflake just to, to pull off the upset in this and pretty much just to upset the apple card because I think the winner of this fight, TJ, is probably getting the winner of the Jared Hurd fight that's, that's been announced, I think, against Luis Arias on this uh, Mayweather-Logan Paul shenanigans. Okay, and we haven't touched on uh, Mayweather and Logan Paul coming in uh, June on Showtime pay-per-view. We won't have a lot of time to do it here before we have to get out of here. Cornflake, by the way, plus 1250 for the sports uh, short-term investor, the Gambler Sports Gambling Podcast. Uh, interesting in that one that, uh, that he's getting those odds. Big puncher in the, in the junior middleweight division, Sebastian Fundura is back in action with Jorge Cota, a guy that's been knocked out a couple of times, including by Jermel Charlo. Fundura, a fun puncher, a heavy-handed puncher, probably going to score the knockout. He's minus 1,000 to do so. Absolutely, TJ, and I think he will, considering, and it may be in the same fashion that, that Coda got knocked out by Jamal Charlo as well. Uh, and it's funny because with that knockout, well, Grant Coda took that fight on short notes because Tony, uh, Tony Harrison got injured, but he still got knocked out, TJ, in spectacular fashion. Mm. And, 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 and Fandora fights on the inside, pretty similar to Charlo, a little lankier. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to watch, but uh, yeah, definitely late. Definitely it's Fandora for that fight. All right, Ruiz and Areola, as Manuka Kopian was saying to us in the last hour, Southern California is, is all about this one. Ruiz has lost weight. Ruiz minus 2,400, 2,350 or 2,400. And the under over only six and a half rounds against the veteran Areola. Which way are you coming down, Marquise, on the heavyweight main event, Saturday night, Fox pay-per-view? What do you think? On this, TJ, uh, this is one of those fights, as uh, our uh, former podcast guest, uh, Gail Falkenfall, said, this is one of those <laughs> great trash fights. And that's what this is. And this is the main event. And I, I like Ruiz to uh, win this fight. I think this fight, however, TJ, goes the distance. And I don't think Ruiz looking, you know, slim and all this fancy jazz, I don't think he knocks Areola out. And that's my mm. thinking with all this. And if Konoski did knock him out, and they set the world record on fire with punches at each other. So, if, and they were playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots back in Brooklyn back in 2019. If that didn't do it, I don't think Louise can as well. Nope. Granted, he got to Joshua, but got to Joshua three times. And let's be honest, that second one probably should have been in that fight too. But I, I do like uh, Louise to win, but I think it's going to distance. All right, again, this one, Outdoors Dignity Health Sports Complex. 
Saturday night, Fox pay-per-view. We're, we're already on the record. We only got a couple of minutes left here, but we're already on the record. This thing will not have a ton of pay-per-view buys. I, I, you and I will both be shocked if it gets to, and we may not ever find out the true numbers. If it gets to 200,000 pay-per-view buys, that's got to be a victory. I don't think it gets there for these guys. I don't think there's enough national interest, Marquise, in this fight. We are talking about it. It's what we do. We're hardcore. We'll be watching. We'll be partaking and buying. But I, I don't I don't see this one really coming uh, that, that most of the country will be that interested in this. TJ, and, I, and I'd love to disagree with you, but the, the, the press conference for Ariel and Louise that was supposed to take place uh, when we're recording this today on Wednesday, uh, that was supposed to take place on FS1, you know, the actual Big Fox network was bumped to, to uh, PBC's YouTube page. So I think even they see the writing on the wall on this. <laughs> if, in fact, I wanna, I'll go one step further, TJ. If, if, this, if this does 200,000, we're going to hear about it. Oh, I bet. Otherwise, we won't. Otherwise, we won't. If, if Ruiz wins, give me a 30-second answer. Is Deontay Wilder maybe in his future? That's being kicked around. Wilder back in training, still litigating, trying to fight Tyson Fury. That's not realistic. But if Ruiz wins, Ruiz, Deontay Wilder later in the year, are you buying that? That's likely a pay-per-view also. Are you wanting that? Uh, I'm wanting it. I'm not seeing it next. I think they'll give they'll give Louise another stay busy or something to keep him occupied, like the uh, Charles Martins or the Gerald Washingtons of the world next. After this, to be honest with you, until they figure until that whole Fury Wilder thing sorts itself out. And we have another week that Fury Joshua isn't made. Bob Arum sounding off on BoxingScene.com with Dan Rafel uh, that hey, I've got no signed agreement on how they're paying for this. Uh, Frank Warren of Queensbury Promotions is saying the same thing. We got no way to know how they're paying for this for Fury Joshua in the current economic situation where you can't have fans everywhere or a lot of them besides the United States. And by the way, Tyson Fury is back training in the U.S., in Las Vegas. It only lends more validity, Marquise. I know you're nodding along. He's going to fight somebody like in late June or July in the U.S. If it's not Anthony Joshua soon, that's what he's going to do in kind of a stay busy WBC title fight. One final comment, because we got to get out of here. Yeah, in fact, TJ, I think that is going to be the case. Uh, I will throw a new caveat. It won't be our boy, Agent Cable. He's actually in action in Germany on June 5th, so it's going to be some other uh, elite competition at the WBC. <laughs> Maybe not. Marquise, great job. My thanks also to Manu Kokopian with us. Love his insight as well. He'll be covering Ruiz and Ariola. Marquise, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, TJ. Thanks. And we thank you for being with us as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Enjoy all the fights from Manchester, England, the Matchroom Show with War Chisora and Joseph Parker in the main event. And also Ruiz and Areola, the Americans, the Southern California Mexican-Americans that are in action on the Fox pay-per-view Saturday night. For now, we're done. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Thanks to our friends, the Sports Gambling Podcast and sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're done for now. Thanks for being with us as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Enjoy the fights and read the website, bigfightweekend.com. Bye.